Judy, 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 you've got to help me. That mob out there, they're crazy. They're trying to kill me. Now, why would they want to do a nasty little thing like that? I don't know. I'm not such a bad guy. You're a sexist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot. So I have a few faults. Who doesn't? Is that any reason to kill me? Your foul heart. A wart on the nose of humanity. Now I'm going to blast it off. Judy, Judy, Judy. Goodbye, boss man. It's quitting time. Welcome to Flyover Film Country. I'm Olivia Clement. I'm Franklin Hart Jr. <laughs> A sexist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot. Classic. Classic. Today, well, this is Flyover Film Country, a podcast yes. about movies oft forgotten by Hollywood. And today we are covering the classic workplace film, 9 to 5. Uh, you know who I always think of when I hear 9 to 5? Uh, Dolly Parton? Uh, yes, but no. Um, I think of Parsley, Kelsey's dog. <laughs> because I was like, she posted... The only Parsley I know is a dog. Do you remember? This was a couple years ago. It was like a year after we graduated um, college. There was there was a really popular uh, cut of the song, but it looks like a golden doodle is playing the piano and like yes. running into the shower and um and Kelsey posted it and I was like, oh, I haven't heard nine to five in forever, and also that dog's really cute. Yes, yeah, yeah, because it was like while well, she was in the middle of grad or uh, yeah, of law school, and she was, uh, I think, interning, and so I think she would bring parsley with her to work. Mm-hmm. I, think I think she still she does. Still does. Cheeks. Do you think Kelsey yeah. has seen this? I would hope so. I don't know. I bet she has. If she really? posted that video about nine to five, I guess we'll find out. Also, I guess we'll, we'll find, find out, out if she listens to this. Yeah. So shout out Kelsey, our friend. Shout out Kelsey. Great lawyer, um, better friend. Yeah. So Olivia, you're driving this uh this Pontiac. What do they drive? You know what they you know uh No, it's a door I, leaves... I wrote it down. Yeah, yeah. I wrote it Go down. It. It's a um oh man, I think it's a Skylark. It's a dope car. It's a dope car, yeah. Uh yeah. Okay, maybe I didn't write it down. Also, uh, like the other Dorley's car is really dope. The oh, yeah. that Chevy mini truck, so cool. Violet drives a 1969 Buick Skylark. Skylark. Classic. So Are, yeah, so I'm I'm driving this this nine to five vehicle. Nine to five. So this movie came out in 1980. Um, mm-hmm. Isaac, you asked me. The earlier or this weekend before we we watched it if this was my first time seeing it and my response to you was this isn't even the first time i've watched it this year this is a clement family staple was it the second or third time you've watched it this year it's the second time i've watched it this okay. year i watched it i made a couple of my friends watch it earlier this year because i one was floored they hadn't seen it 
which is like I don't know why I'm floored when no one ha- like when my friends haven't seen this. This movie came out a whole decade and a half before most of my friends were born. So, but also too, I was like, you guys are are feminists, and this is like one of my favorite feminist films. Um, so I made them watch it. I also forgot we were at the in the moment. I forgot we were gonna talk about it at some point and say and cover it. So, so I got to watch it again. This nice. is your first time watching it. It is. It is. Um, longtime listeners of the show will know that I was very, uh, I was sequestered from the greatness of cinema and uh, growing up. So there's a lot of blind spots that I have. Nine to five is one of them. Mm-hmm. This, this movie truly defined so many of the reasons as to why I am the way that I am. Uh, This is a movie that my mom, I don't know, she was 10 when this movie came out, but I don't know how old she was when she watched it for the first time. Probably should have asked her that. Oh, well, but, but this is a movie I've, I've been watching since I was a little girl. And so, so of course I have the, the, the views I I have about uh, women and equality and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. because of this movie. So, Let's go. So, yeah. Do you think um, it's it's a big reason why, like, your dad loves Pitch Perfect and why your dad is a feminist? <laughs> um, Maybe. Maybe because my mom made him be one. Um, that's probably it. Um, my dad is... His, his taste in movies are so fascinating. It's I'm so assuming funny. he likes 9 to 5. No, he does. Yeah, this is... I think this is a movie that everyone at least of the like my like close family um everyone likes and so Mm -hmm. so anyway but yeah as someone who's never seen this movie before what was it like to watch it in 2023 as a fully grown adult man it's aged well yeah you know okay and and i'll get this out of the way up front so that we can enjoy the rest of the episode. I don't think this is a perfect movie. No. And 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 I'm assuming like you have a, a keen eye for movies as well. This has this has a um a lot of great parts, but it's not as good as the sum of its parts. Um sure. but the three of them together are great. There's a lot like it, it's just it's it's quotable. Mm-hmm. Um it loses a little steam in the second half, but that first half is like I was like, this is so good. This mm-hmm. is like, this is awesome. Um, and it was very, I, yeah, I thought it was prescient about kind of men being misogynistic and um, and women, or like how women really make everything happen. Like even in the workplace, as a man who has worked with women in different settings, um, they make it happen. And like, I can't do my job without my supervisor and our administrative assistant and our billing assistant. And, uh, yeah, it happened. It, like, yeah. So it's, it's like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you work with a lot of, I like, I'm thinking back to like, even in college, like a lot of the things that you're involved in included a lot of women. Yep. So, um, mm-hmm. you yeah, were, no. you were technically my boss. Technically, I was at one point. Uh-huh. Uh, so, but like, 
don't know. I, I mean, that does count, I guess. But even then, I was just like, I can't believe they let me in charge of an entire organization. Yeah. But it was fun, and we had a good time, and it was it was fun. So, um, it was a lot of fun. Anyway, ideal also, dogs. That organization is the whole reason we're friends. We would not have been met otherwise. That's true. Well, that yeah, that's true. Both freshman year and senior year. Yeah. Because like we became real buds senior year. Yeah. 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 So true. Aww. Yeah. Also, we're recording this on May eighth, two days ago. Uh, graduated from college. Whoa. Like that was the six year anniversary of that. Six years, isn't that crazy? Six years. Six. Oh jeez. Yeah. Well. Anyway. This August, it'll be 10 years since we went to UCA. I know. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. You feel old. Feel really old. Anyway, speaking of old, let's go back to 9 to 5. Yeah, let's talk about all the old people. All the old people. Uh, Real quick, because I know it's like on everyone's mind. Um, 80 for Brady that came out this year. I don't mm-hmm. know how well it did, but I know it was kind of in the public discourse, at least like Twitter sphere. Mm-hmm. Uh Film Twitter, if you will. Is it all three of them reunited? No, or is, Dolly's it's, it's, not in it. It's Sally Field and yeah. Lily Tomlin and, and Rita Marino. Okay, okay, okay. So it's not even two of them. It's just no. Lily Jane Tomlin. Fonda's in it. Oh, oh, oh! I thought that I thought that Dolly was in it and Jane Fonda wasn't. Mm-mm. No, Dolly's not in it, but but Jane is. So. Did you see it? No, but it's on Peacock. I think, okay. and so I kind of want to watch it, honestly. Just, I don't, again, it's not going to be a perfect movie, but I think it's going to be fun, and that's all that really matters. Yeah, so. that's good, yeah. Um, I'm looking up, I, I have to know how much it made. It made, like, 40 million. Okay. I bet, the, I bet that I bet that was a little bit. I bet they, they got a lot of money, so that's good. Sure, yeah. But, uh, I would yeah. love to know the demographics of who went to see that movie. Mm-hmm. But, do you how do you feel about Tom Brady? Uh as a person, I think he sucks. As an athlete, he's probably the greatest football player ever. Mm-hmm. Which is really annoying because I hate him. Yeah. Um what what are your thoughts on the NFL? I here's the thing. I don't love the NFL for lots of reasons. I also, the older I get, the less I enjoy watching football. Um, one, because I feel like it's super dangerous. And, and not to say other sports aren't dangerous, because I remember watching college basketball and literally seeing a guy break his leg in half. Um, oh, Jalen Ware? Yeah. Jeez, I remember that. I was watching yeah. that game live, too. That was crazy i just happened to turn it on i wasn't even like really paying attention and then i just happened to look up when that happened anyway so like other sports are violent or are are, are pretty dangerous as well soccer is another like really dangerous sport um where i think there's actually even more concussions in soccer than there are football oh really um i think so but also i don't know if that's like there's way more soccer players than there are football players so i don't know if that is part of it. Anyway, I just don't really care for the NFL. That's my personal opinion. So hey, that's I also fair. don't have a dog in the fight. Like I think maybe I'd feel differently if there if I had a team I rooted for. Neither does like, Michael Vick. 
Ooh, nice. <laughs> Got him. That's like the um, only, uh, I don't know anything about football, but I remember Michael Vick getting in trouble for fighting dogs. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway. um, I, that's my fault at steering us away. Uh, I, I'd like 80 for Brady, Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, mm-hmm. steering it, steering it back to, to 1980 for us. Yeah. So this movie had a lot of mixed reviews and I, I don't know how how many of the like film critics of the time were women. So I I'm going to guess the majority if not all of them were men. Mm-hmm. And so um this is not he's not a film critic but Ronald Reagan, yes, the president and former actor Ronald Reagan wrote that he and Nancy watched this film and said it was funny, but he felt like the scene where they smoked pot was an endorsement of pot smoking to any young person who watches the movie, which was really funny to me that Ronald, of course, Ronald Reagan would say that. Yep. Um, and then other, other film critics talked about uh, just saying that it was funny, but like just kind of out of, left field and just kind of over the top and crazy and i just wonder how the reactions would be to this film if if those same film critics saw this film that had fully leaned into a drama which is what it was originally supposed to be was supposed to be this serious drama workplace drama and not a comedy or if it really leaned into like maybe a dark comedy aspect Mm -hmm. um and and maybe maybe it would have been received differently but also and this is obvious and this is a stupid statement but i'm going to say it anyway like we would have not gotten this we would have gotten a completely different film and who knows if we'd be talking about it some 40 years later you know mhm do do you i mean do you think that um the because I, I haven't looked at the reviews or anything. I've I've just tried not to do that since, um, honestly, since we started this podcast, mm-hmm. looking at, well, this has like a 68 tomato sure, meter yeah. or whatever. I, I don't know what it has on, on Rotten Tomato. Yeah. So, but I do, I do think that like, I don't know, from your perspective, do you think that people are too hard on it or like too dismissive of it? Because you have, you have like a longer relationship with this movie than sure. I do. I think, I don't think people feel that way about it now. I think that was the original reception to it. I think this has become like a cult classic for a lot of people. And I think it's, it's a film, like I was reading reviews on Letterboxd the the other day, just in, uh, cause I, I think it's like most of those, most of the times those are really funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And so something that like, time and time again i was noticing like people love this movie we're rating it you know three and a half up to five stars like very rarely did i see something below three and a half and it's because people love this film they love jane fonda and lily tomlin and dolly parton and and really the trio i think makes this film like had anyone else been in i don't know if it would have been as successful and i say that jane fonda uh she i know she was looking at carol burnett if lily tomlin wasn't available to come in and i don't remember who the other person was that she said that she was considering but 
Um, because this this Jane Fauna originated the ideal idea for this script, and she had just started her own production company prior to starting the, the filming of this movie, and and you can feel like it, again, it was originally supposed to be a, a drama, but you can feel the tonal shift about halfway through the movie when it kind of kind of like what you were saying, it, it doesn't hold up quite as well in the second half of the movie, and. You know, this idea came about because one of Jane Fonda's longtime friends had started an organization, I think in Boston, for women, for women who worked in, in the office, which was called Nine to Five. And Jane Fonda, along with the director, um, oh, what's the director's name? Uh, Colin Higgins. Mm-hmm. So Higgins and Jane Fonda went to talk to the women and nine who are part of the 95 organization and that's where they came up with the idea for the um like the fantasy sequence where they are all talking about what they would do to heart if they were given the chance mm-hmm. and i watched an interview with jane fonda and she said some of those ideas we couldn't we couldn't include because they were they they would have made the movie a very like uh r-rated film yeah. and she was like that's not what we were trying to go for this movie's rated pg yes it's yeah. rated pg um so it is a movie that i i would say kids could watch but i also understand maybe not wanting like younger kids to watch it uh i think because, yeah i think it's fine for like even 11 12 years old yeah it's not it is not risque i was expecting it to be a little bit more risque than it was not that i was like hope, like wanting it to be I was just a little. Or, I was surprised. You, we bit. know how you feel about kissing scenes. No, not even. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a joke. No kissing in this movie. No. The only kissing I think that happens is when Dolly kisses her husband in the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's that seems like it. a really supportive, caring relationship. Yeah. Well, and like that, the actor is one of Dolly Parton's like. It, he was he's married to one of Dolly Parton's like longtime friends. So that's she was like, that was oh, cool. the only reason I felt like comfortable kissing him on on screen. Nice. Um so Dolly Parton's actual husband, I don't know his name, but she's like she's married and she's been married to the same guy for years and years. Oh. And he he's super supportive of her and all she does, and he he doesn't ever like but he doesn't go to like any sort of uh, red carpet or awards shows. He stays out like of the that. limelight. He stays out of the limelight huh. and just lets her have have it, which is that's that is the kind of supportive husband that ladies want. I don't huh. know if everyone wants that. That's, that is crazy. They've been they've been married since sixty six. Mm-hmm. Carl that was Thomas. Dean. My mom was born. Oh wow! Yeah, my nice. dad was only three. So I think crazy? my dad was born in um I think he was born in 62. Oh okay. Yeah. Nice. Anywho. So yeah, so that's just kind of the, like the reception was was mixed, but I do think it has become a a cult classic. And yeah. I think it's something that that people really have grown to love over the years. And again, I think it goes back to this trio of Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin and Dolly Parton. Yep. Who um I, I don't think I ever realized how old they were because all of them are, are very active still. Like like Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda just really, like you said, 80 for Brady. 
Mm-hmm. Are they? I know Jane Fonda is in the book club. I don't know if Lily Tomlin is in it. I don't you know. You know what movie I'm talking about? I mean, vaguely. It's got Diane Keaton in it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I anyway. I love that... Uh, well, and, and Lily Tomlin was in uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, Dolly Parton hasn't... Her film career didn't take off, but, I mean, she's such a cool person yeah like like the more like need a film career yeah no exactly it was like she she did this because she was just insanely popular at the time and then this this song made her even i mean like the let's be honest this movie's nothing without that song from her yeah it's nothing without dolly yeah i I mean and like Hats off to Dolly Parton because she comes mm-hmm. in as as a person who's never done a film before, and this is her very first her very first movie, and steals the show from the, from Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, who are seasoned actors at this point. Yeah. And you know, I feel like it's hard to steal the show from Jane Fonda, who is at, one a good actor, and two as stunning as she is. Yeah, and. and all eyes are on Dolly because she just comes in as so charismatic and uh, just steals the show. And yeah, Jane Fonda, she wanted Lily Tomlin after she saw one of her like one woman shows in 1979. Mm-hmm. And when she got into the car afterwards, Jane Fonda heard a Dolly Parton song, which was two doors down on the radio. And so she's nice. like, I have to get Dolly too. So like it worked out and it took it took Jane Fonda a, like a year almost to uh, to convince them to do this. And they did it and they made the movie. And, and here we are talking about it all these years later. But uh, Jane Fonda was 43. Lily Tomlin was 41. And Dolly Parton was 34. And they're all, I mean, Jane and Lily are in their mid-80s. Dolly's in her late 70s. And they're mm-hmm. still killing the game. I mean... I don't know if you ever watched Grace and Frankie on Netflix. But yeah, well, I was is... gonna, I was gonna touch with you on, to, yeah. like, because um, wasn't there a couple years ago where Paul Rudd was out in public and he was wearing a Grace and Frankie T-shirt, and people yeah, were like, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have it's... not watched it, but uh, I bet it's hilarious. It is hilarious. It's, it, it is, it's, it's really funny, and they are they're so great their chemistry is still still there after all these years and, and of course like of course it's going to be there when they've been tight for all these years like this trio is still all really close and, and good friends which is really sweet to me um so so yeah so grace and frankie's a funny show and i i love that it's like about you know older uh, like like the older population, which which is often overlooked in Hollywood anyway, mm. and like most people don't don't care about them, um, and you know these women are doing something that's that's historically been really unheard of, and that's playing their current ages for yeah. these characters that are you know dealing with you know the later part of their lives, which is cool. So yeah um have you seen okay so and i I didn't have enough time to research this and so maybe we can kind of do a little research and follow up whenever we do the 15th anniversary of this episode 
Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Um, maybe. Office genre. Okay. Did this movie start like the office movie genre, which gave oh, eventually question. gave way to the office as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a mundanity that kind of takes place in everyday life that's also stressful because you're just like answering the phone constantly. You got to send the emails. You got to, mm-hmm. or in this movie, um, send memos and like, and then there's like the darker stuff like misogyny that's kind of polished over in mm-hmm. this movie um, so that it wasn't like an R-rated comedy. But eventually like you get, you get darker stuff like that, like horrible bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you ever seen horrible bosses? No, I've, okay. I've heard, I've heard it's good. Like, yeah, kind of good. I, okay. Well, I haven't seen it since it was released in theater. So I don't remember even how many years ago that was, but I remember laughing out loud, but also being like, Oh, this is, these are awful people that are like their bosses. Yeah. Yep. Um, And it, it does flip it kind of does it almost like a gender swap because Charlie Day's character works for Jennifer Aniston and she's like, ser- like sexually harassing him mm-hmm. the whole time. And he's like, this is awful. This is super uncomfortable. And the other two guys are like, dude, your boss is super hot. Like let mm-hmm. her sexually harass you. And it's like, okay. Oh, that's not good for, it's, it doesn't matter how hot someone is. Like they should never sexually harass. And which was like the point that he was making in the movie. Yeah. But, um, anyway, all kinds of shenanigans happen in that movie. We got, I remember office but, space, yeah. even parks and rec, like that, the same, same guys, uh, yeah. made the office made that. And it's like just boring everyday stuff. And they kind of take it to like public, um, or like local government. Mm-hmm. Um, I can I can attest like a lot of stuff in Parks and Rec is true to uh, <laughs> the stuff that you see in local government day to day. Yeah, yeah. But um, Office Space is funny because it's um, it's more it's it's dudes. I don't think there's like a main character that's a woman in it. But the reason it's funny is because it's like this. It's touching on this existential crisis you have when you work in an office, like. What am I doing with my life? Like, I'm just sitting here doing mm-hmm. something kind of dumb and it's not going to serve any greater meaning. Um, and that resonates with me and I know with a lot of people. So, yeah. Um, well, and if you, if you want to take it a step further to like a darker as like side of this aspect is like the show severance. Yes. Yep. And you know, one of my friends, uh, he, he worked at Paycom, which I don't know if you know anything about Paycom, but it's this like, big huge like basically there's an hr company and so they run like payroll and all that kinds of stuff um and they're i don't know if they're still headquartered in oklahoma but they originally founded in oklahoma so it's like this like oklahoma company and now they own the arena that the thunder play in so now it's called Uh the paycom center which is a stupid name but anyway anyway it's a really mundane job and everyone i know who works there or has worked there hates it um but one of my friends in particular he said he he watched severance and he like kind of had to stop first for a little bit because it was reminding him too much of his experience at paycom yeah uh which is like oh that's that is not good because that show is really dark Mm -hmm. um so yeah 
but yes, I do think that in some ways this this really jump started the workplace genre. Yeah, the uh, I'm kind of jumping into like favorite moments type thing. Yeah, but we can we can uh, ping pong around. I like died laughing whenever they <laughs> whenever Violet says that she was passed over for a job. Um, or, or she says something about um. She says something about how she's she's a widower and she's supporting four kids, and um, I think she's talking to to either Doralee or what's Jane Fonda's character's name. Um, she she says basically uh she says basically. Jerry, her ex-husband or her former husband, Jerry never should have died. I could have divorced him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was talking so about Judy. It was, it, she was talking to I think the receptionist or whatever, at, like at the f- main office, like at the first floor or whatever. Whenever Judy uh-huh. comes in for training, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I don't want to train this person because he, yeah, like she was told that Judy is a a divorcee, and she's like, oh, I should have never, Steve. Yeah, Jerry should have never died. I I could have divorced him. Could have divorced him. So funny. Well, and then shortly after that, uh, she talks to the dude from the mailroom and how, like, he's upset because Judy gets the job and he's like, they're always hiring someone from the outside. How am I supposed to ever leave the mailroom? And then he looks at Judy, uh, Jane Fonda's character, dead in the eye and goes, lady, you're going to hate it here. Which is really funny, but also like, have you have you ever been like first day in the job, and someone is like, "You're gonna hate it." Um, Has anyone no. ever been that have bold you? with you? No, not with me. But like, there were a couple times where like we would hire new people at Nike, and some some of the like people who were just super burned out and hated that place would would tell the new hires like, "Yeah, it's fine for now, but you're eventually gonna hate it." And yep. I'm just like, oh, that's wait, all right. You're setting the the tone horribly for them. So, but you get good. to sell Jordans. <sighs> it's nah, not as glamorous no. as as uh, one might think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah. Lily Tomlin also going. Oh, we're gonna need a special locker for that hat. <laughs> <laughs> Because the hat's so big. Because the hat is so big. Which, this this is so great because this is all within the first, like, I, I probably, like, even two or three minutes of the movie. Not even the first five minutes. First, like, two or three minutes. Um, the opening, it's it's right after the opening scene, which is so great. I love the opening sequence where you hear the music, mm-hmm. uh, you hear 9 to 5, and you just see all these, like, mundane shots of people walking to work and clocking in and getting ready for work and all that stuff. Um, it really, I feel like, is a great way to set up the movie, and I feel like a lot of movies don't do that anymore. Yep. You know? Uh, I, I feel like, for whatever reason, we don't set the tone for a movie anymore. It's almost like an overture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very rare. And, yeah. and it kind of also makes me think, you know, like, I see here that... So... She part Dolly Parton said she'd do this film only if she could write the theme song uh-huh. and record it. And honestly, it's like if you're good at something, never do it for free. And yeah. she's still raking it in to this yeah. day. I I listen to this song 
a lot actually oh, one really? of my one of my friends says this is his favorite song about con- communism uh, or not communism socialism cap- oh socialism yeah um which is like yeah i mean it it is really so yeah. um the um the that was, the, that was the other thing i wanted to ask like there are other theme songs I mean, you have Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is one of the all-time greats, but in terms of like a like lyrical kind of mm-hmm. immediate tie-in, does anything else come to mind? I have one really random one that comes to mind as being like maybe a tie for best of all time. What is what is yours? Mine is the the animate the Disney classic animated Robin Hood theme song. Oh, okay. Which is like phenomenal. Yeah. I don't <sighs> The Oodalali Oodalali think... Golly What a Day, like yeah. Robin Hood Little John Run Through the Force. Like, yeah. I think I don't think any have been quite as like mainstream, but I know there was oh, I don't remember what the song was, but um We are Sex Bomb. That's a good one too. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it's from Working Girl, the movie Working Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carly Simon does this, the the song for it, and I know that one was a really popular song. Flashdance, Footloose, but, but again, Footloose these, is big, really big too. Yeah. yeah, but again, all these are are movies from the eighties. I feel well, yeah, like they were doing it. They were doing it in the eighties. They were doing it in the eighties. It wasn't and, quite back like Back to the Future had it with uh, Power of Love, but like that's not it's not titled Back to the Future. Ghostbusters is Ghostbusters might no. Yeah, Ghostbusters is really dang big. Yeah. Who's to say? Who's who's to say? There's no way we can know for sure. Not one single way. <laughs> <laughs> we could not look that up at all. But, but I would say like even now, like in our like every there's nothing new under the sun and everything is gonna be recycled and everything is mm-hmm. being recycled right now with TikTok. Mm-hmm. But, like the nine to five theme song, I think is like out of everything we just named, is like the biggest thing. For sure. I think so. It's it's at least the biggest in my life. Uh in my like circle. Ghostbusters comes up only during excuse me, only during like Halloween time. Mm-hmm. And even then it's like you listen to the first 30 seconds and then you're done. Yep. You don't listen to the whole thing. Yep. So Did I ever tell you about how I played the Ghostbusters theme song on a speaker whenever we woke up students the first week of uh the first week of college? No. Yeah. We'd like run in. Um, so Olivia and I were on a thing called student orientation staff at the University of Central Arkansas. Go and Bears. Go Bears. Dub Bears. Go you Bears. run in. Um, you During welcome week, you would help students move in to their dorms. You'd help them find lost luggage. Um, and then you would kind of be their guide and wear orange shirts or rain jackets throughout the week to help identify yourself and like answer questions about where buildings were. And we also facilitated games and stuff for them to do and get to know each other. And we would do stuff in the mornings and we would run into dorms, bang on the doors and sometimes like walk into, like run into people's door. Like we weren't supposed to, but some people did if they left their doors unlocked and get them (laughs) to come to events. Like I don't even like stupid 
just, speaker talks or whatever but i would blare the ghostbusters yeah. theme song that's amazing i don't know if i knew that that's yeah. hilarious um man my teammates I, definitely loved it oh yeah and yeah. here's the deal all of the freshmen hated us but we all thought it was hilarious yep so we were just punking them jokes on we, them jokes on them we got them we got them. we just we basically did uh at an episode of punked like ashton kutcher and mm-hmm. got them so yep. yep we did it and here we are we did it joe later. we did it joe i so, reference that on a pretty regular basis actually I, yeah I, I do too. my favorite so, thing is when someone is like who's joe and i'm like all right never mind joe and then you say joe mama joe mama yeah and then i go got him got him then you just dunk on him yeah so dolly parton also had was it all all of the women who worked on this film were like backup vocals on the song do you think they got paid do you think they're getting paid residuals I hope so. Can you imagine just being an extra and then Dolly Parton, like the greatest woman who ever lived, just being like, all right, sign here. Like, yeah. and then you get like 100K a year for the rest of your life or something. Here's the thing. Or even like 50K. That'd be amazing. Here's the thing. As good of a person as Dolly seems to be, and she seems to be like a pretty good person, which I realize doesn't mean that doesn't mean that she is. But I'm going to choose to believe that she is because I, I, for whatever reason, need certain celebrities to be good people. We need and we need something to believe it. I need you know? something to believe it, you know? Yeah. And so I do think that that the women who sang backup vocals do get residuals some way, somehow. It, yeah. I don't know how much. It's honestly probably not a lot, but I want to believe that, that they get some. Yeah, me too. I hope. So. Ho- I hope so. I hope so. How do you feel about the uh, the pot in this mo- movie? The Mary Jane, the recreational well, marijuana. Well, like one of the greatest presidents we of of our time of of that we've ever had. I feel like it it is endorsement of pot smoking to any young person. Yep. Um. Actually, I don't really care. In fact, as a kid, I didn't even know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I like it. It didn't like dawn on me that they were smoking pot until I was probably in high school and so and I had signed the dare form so I wasn't (laughs) worried about smoking pot in high school Uh, and I've stuck true to my dare signature so I'm a woman of my word yeah that's good I guess is there the alcohol thing does that doesn't count but whatever uh but i'm sure that expires once you come of age because like whenever the dare thing was big it was like drugs are never going to be real like right. admissible um, right right but drinking will be so but, drinking but after you turn be. 21 right do you um is there anything that like an oklahoma state law could get you like get your license in trouble if you smoked marijuana not that i'm aware of if that gotcha. is the case so should we do a top five? I know. Should we do a top five stoners movie? That would be fun. That would be fun. What if we did but, it stoned? I don't want to do that. <laughs> no way. No way. Yeah, I've never done um, it. For legal reasons, that was a joke. Yep. Um, can you get in trouble for smoking at your job? Not yes. at your job, so, but like 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, like lighting up in my office, <laughs> in my cubicle. <laughs> you, you just pass the, the joint around. Yeah. Um, you know what, what McConaughey said? Here? You know what McConaughey said whenever Reagan told him that he didn't smoke? What? What did McConaughey say? Be a whole lot cooler if you did. <laughs> Dazed and Confused would automatically be probably number one. God knew that if he made Ronald Reagan cool enough to smoke marijuana, that the world couldn't handle it. So he made him Ronald Reagan. Who was the worst and super racist and elitist. Problematic. And problematic for so many reasons. What's interesting, this is a little tangent. I'm sorry we're going down this. What's hey, Ronald Reagan said me, it, so he's he's asking for it. He's asking for it. That's right. I know so many people who who either their parents or their grandparents love Ronald mm-hmm. Reagan. I know a lot of people like that as well. And it's always the the evangelical conservative Christians who love him so much. Um, so much so that one of my friends from high school, her grandparents had a picture of Ronald Reagan in their living room. He was Trump before Trump, and he was also not as bad as Trump. He wasn't. He was bad. He was bad. But he wasn't as bad as Trump. Yeah. We're going to gain so many followers. We're going to lose so many followers. <laughs> um. Oh, anyway, how do you feel about the pot smoking scene? I thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious that she's fixing the garage door opener uh-huh. that comes into play later on i died laughing um heart when they when they when he gets kidnapped gets put into a hilarious uh what is it called a bully collar yeah butch collar right yeah like like one you'd put on like a like almost like a rottweiler like a is what i imagine yeah, yeah, going on. um it's around his neck and his wrists and he's in a safety vest and he gets hauled up by the hands and knees in his back on a garage door opener. (laughs) If he tries to escape his house, it's so funny. And honestly, like anyway, sorry, the pot thing. I was dying laughing whenever Violet's like, okay, fine. Like his, her son's a, Mm -hmm. she's okay with her son smoking pot. And Mm -hmm. this is, do you think this movie place takes place in Dallas? I kind of got the sense that it did. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I'll, I, it, I'll you don't it get the sense that it's like West Coast. Um, I get the sense that it's kind of like a Atlanta or Dallas type of metropolitan area, not Florida. Um, but the A, that she's cool with her son smoking and rolling his own joints. And then B, that she's like, okay, fine. You know what? Put it in my purse. I guess I'll need it at some point. And then that <laughs> ends, that leads to. You know, her fixing the garage door leads to the trap that they get later and then uh, them smoking <laughs> the joint together and getting high. Which then was really foreshadowing because mm-hmm. something in all of their their fantasies came true at one point. Yep. Uh, so I looked up, I googled where this movie is it's supposed to take place and it's filmed in LA 
but also it says something about Houston. And so I don't know if it's supposed to be in Houston. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, I did not come up with any helpful insights to that. But yeah, so so it does without that, without the the pot, this the plot of this movie would not move forward like mm-hmm. it does. So they would have never just been. goes to show sometimes you need need some pot to move things forward. You need some bud to share with your buds. So true. So true. Um there's do you know the band Mount Joy? Yeah. They have a song called uh Oh, what's it called? It's 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 the chorus is don't it feel good, don't feel all right to get a little stoned and push the mess aside and it's the most like it's like the best song ever because it's like, you know what? I get that. I get that. They have a song called Silver Lining that love I that. love. It's a great song. Yep. They're great. They're, they're about, really, really good. I'm sure they are. It's funny because I like I love their songs and then I'm like, oh wait, what's that song called? You know what I mean? I do that with a lot of songs though. Yeah. So um I love I love that uh, Dolly Parton memorized her lines and everybody else's lines. Yeah. Because she thought it was gonna be like a play. Yeah. She also didn't know that like when you film a movie, it you don't film in like sequential order of the scenes. Like you kind of jump around. I don't know what the actual reasoning is for that, but I just know that that is what they do. Mm-hmm. I think it's because when you when you go like the producers and stuff will like line out. Okay, if we have to be in this office building for, if we have if it costs this much to rent that space for a day, then we need to get it all the shooting done in like ten days or five days or whatever. And so they'll do all of the house scenes at once. So that I think it just comes down to like how much it costs to make the movie. So mm. but I sense. like I like when directors shoot sequentially. Yeah. Some still what, do. What what is a movie where a director did that? Uh Boyhood. Okay. <laughs> okay. I actually don't know if he did yeah, like technically he did. When you I think mean, when you when you okay, think about right. it. <laughs> Isaac is smoking an imaginary joint. Yeah. So okay. We were With talking about funny Dirk scenes. <laughs> who probably smokes a lot of weed. Yeah. Um we were talking about favorite moments in this movie. What are some of your other favorite mo- moments? Um the gag the recurring gag of the chair. Like him sitting down oh, on the yeah. chair and it like flips back. Like he, you can tell that he is like genuinely losing his balance. It's really yes. funny. Which the fact that, that gag pays off. Yeah. Because he hits his head. He hits his head. Goes to the ER. Um, the fact that it's called consolidated industries. Mm-hmm. It's like the most corporate dull um, thing ever. You'll get the hang of it, then you'll really be sorry. <laughs> that that is that's got to be the basis for probably like the best scene in Office Space, where they call him in, and he's just like he's wearing jeans. He's he's progressively he's having such an existential crisis, 
that he uh, starts wearing like a Hawaiian shirt, no shoes and just jeans. And he just like, doesn't care at all. And they're like, so what do you, what do you, what would you say it is you do here? And he's like, you know what guys, I'm a, and he's really relaxed. He's like, I'm going to be honest. I like, I like, don't really know. I honestly, my routine is I come in and I stare at my desk from eight to eight 30. And it looks like I'm working, but I'm just really, just really trying to zone out and forget where I am. And like in, in the, the people, it's such a, it's such a funny scene. And he just leaves the interview uh, halfway through because He's like, you know what? I'm, I'm just, I'm actually going to go like good talking to you guys. Like, and they're trying to evaluate his performance and stuff. And it's so funny. He's just given up. Yep. The efficiency, efficiency is going out the window. Uh, To me, he will always be F heart. (laughs) F heart. (laughs) Lily Tomlin, she, the, the way she like brings those lines and, and and her timing, her comedic timing is so great. Yep. Oh man, I Dolly Parton saying, "Well, honey, I've been, I've." <laughs> it's like, don't you realize I'm madly in love with you? It's like, oh, honey, I've been chased by swifter men than you, and I ain't been caught yet. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <sighs> oh man, I'm being treated like a bastard at a family reunion. <laughs> Her lines are so good, and the way she delivers them is also so good, uh, which again highlights like how charismatic and, and fantastic she is, especially considering this is her first movie. Yep. She had done she had done like sh- like I think TV shows, but it was more like performing as a musician and not like because I think she had her own TV show. But again, I think it was just more performing as a musician and not acting so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, but yeah, her some of her lines were really funny. One line that is said in the Clement household often is whenever they are at the bar after uh, Violet gets super pissed and fed up. And she storms out and they all end up following following her there. And um, she says, she says, what am I, a woman or a louse? And <laughs> instead of man or mouse. And it's just, it's so and good. She just kind of like, it's like she said it just to make herself laugh. And it's yeah. such a funny little moment. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm guessing with however long they've been at the bar, she's probably at least buzzed. What and, am I, a woman or a louse? Or a louse. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that line is really funny. I also like uh, Margaret, the the lush, the alcoholic, who... Yes, I was going to talk this, about Margaret. <laughs> yeah, in the scene where they all like storm off, and she goes, Atta girl. Atta I'm just girl. like, Margaret. And she's like very clearly drinking on the job, which yeah. I'm sure a ton of people were like oh, back then. For yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I, the, every time she said add a girl, I'm like, that's right. Empowered women, empower women. Let's yep. go. Yep. That was Ronald Reagan's America. That was. That was. It was. Yeah. It, it wows. It, it wows. 
Maui. I need a drink, Roz, the um his administ uh Hart's administrative assistant who's a total anti feminist, even though she's a woman. I even wrote in my notes, I said Roz would be the one who like in the hands handmaid's tale would totally be for that. Like she she's just like so anti women and such a freaking suck up. Uh I hate her. Yeah. I need a drink, Roz. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh i loved um, whenever um okay so margaret at the end mm-hmm. when she the I, I did love the end when they the the chairman of the board played by sterling hayden which i was really excited so i watched sterling hayden was in uh dr strangelove and oh, okay. he's in the killing so he was in two of kubrick's earliest movies mm-hmm. and He's really good in both of them, and he's really funny in Doctor Strangelove. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's funny in nine. To, he's really funny in nine to five in those scenes he's in at the end. He um, when they're kind of he's like, well, we've had a you got to get rid of that equal pay thing. Like that's got to go. But he's that's but everything go. else he's like he's like your performance is up such and such percent. Like I had to come mm-hmm. down and meet you and hearts just like, I don't know what any of this happened. That whole, that whole scene was really good because it like, you, you kind of see, okay, they put all this stuff into action. It's working and it's progressive mm-hmm. and it's modern and it's an enjoyable environment. Finally, and then Marker comes up and she's like, the, your alcoholics anonymous rehabilitation program saved my life. It's so funny. <laughs> And she's like not recognizable. Yeah, she's she like looks completely together. She looks really healthy and happy and like all yeah. this stuff. And they're just like, oh, he goes, he goes, who the hell are you? And she goes, well, don't you recognize me, Mr. Hart? It's Margaret. It's me, yeah. Margaret. And she, he goes, the lush. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is like, mm. get, they, they knew he, she was drinking on the job and didn't like care. Like it was just like something she did. Yep. Um, that's oh, like gosh, yeah. um uh when and then when they uh have the bot they think they have Hart's body and they're gonna go dump it and then she goes she goes they will find his body like Jane Fonda's like they will find yes. his body and he's well you never know they didn't find Jimmy Hoffa <laughs> <laughs> Lily, the way Lily Tomlin goes they didn't find Jimmy Hoffa is just so funny. Oh my god! You know and she's who is... so focused on finding cement. She's like, "How do we find cement? Find some cement blocks, guys! Help me find some cement blocks." Uh, you know who is our modern day Lily Tomlin? Who? Phoebe Waller Bridge. Honestly, she does. She did start out with stand up, and then like did a ton of writing, and yeah. Okay, that's my I... hot take. That's a hot take. But I love it. Thanks. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I had to think about it. I love it. I yeah. You know what? I love Phoebe um, Waller Bridge. You do. Yep. I think out of everyone I know, you love her the most. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Maybe maybe not quite as much as Kyle Osman, but yeah. <laughs> you do love him too. Yep. So, no, I was, uh, uh, he. I think he loves her more than I do. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. Hire a couple uh, of uh, we could hire hire a couple of wranglers to go beat the shit out of him. Beat the shit out of him. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, I also like when they take the other body back to the hospital and they just put them 
put that body in the the bathroom and the the cleaning lady goes into the bathroom and she goes out she sees the body comes out into the hallway and talks to her her coworker and goes we got another stiff in the john yep we got another stiff in the john and his hands are like purple <laughs> Yeah, and she just says it so casually. It's like, how many times has that happened? That this is just yep. casual. It keeps happening. Um, when when um when Jane Fonda's husband comes, oh, and man. that scene's funny. That scene uh, is funny. You're into you're into BDSM, and she's like, I don't even do M and M's. She's like, yes, I'm into all of it. Uh, I don't even know what she says. M&M's. And he's like, M&M's? Oh, man. But also, that scene is so great because she gets to finally tell him off for, like, how horrible of a person he was to her. Yep. And it's like, yes, I love I love moments like that. It doesn't. It's not necessarily just women, but, like, when anyone can tell someone off for, like, how, for treating them so horribly, I love it. Um, I, I love the vindication. Uh, but I especially love it whenever a woman gets to do it to a man who has horribly wronged her like in mm-hmm. that moment. So, yeah. Um, and if, when Violet goes, I'm a murderer. And when they're sitting in the hospital, she goes, I'm a murderer. And I don't remember who it was, if it was Judy or Doralee, but one of them goes, no, you're not. And she goes, okay, I'm a murderess. Yeah. Another really great, just, line that that if you're not paying attention and you, you don't it doesn't land but man when you hear it, it's so funny yep. um man this movie has so many great lines and uh, and uh well like i'm i've killed the boss you think they won't fire me for something <laughs> like that yeah. <laughs> <sighs> She's like freaking out about like what's gonna happen to her and like what's gonna happen to her kids. And then she thinks about her job. She's like, they're gonna fire me. And she, they're like, oh, they're not gonna fire you. And she goes, I killed the boss. You think they're not gonna fire me? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. so good. It is so good. So we gotta talk uh-huh. about nine to five was nominated for best song. At the, at the 53rd Academy, Academy Awards. Yeah. And I'm having a really hard time finding what won that year. Oh, I don't know. I'm literally on the page and I can't I can't find what won. So but um great song should have won. Sissy Spacek won that year for um Coal Miner's Daughter. Oh, would have been that's... interesting if Dolly Parton had been that. Part. Anyway. Oh, here's what won for best original song. It was Fame. Oh. From the movie Fame. Fame. Coal Miner's Daughter. That is a movie. Great we song. We can talk about this later. Fame is, a, Fame is another song that falls into that category of songs we were referring to earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I didn't think about it, but whoops, here we are. Anyway. Uh, Coal Miner's Daughter, we need to revisit that later as a potential movie to cover on this show, because oh, yeah. it's it's so good. Um, anyway. But um, I want to I want to do a quick kind of like just lightning round, and we should have done this as soon as we started our podcast, but it's never too late to change. That's what, I, that's what I always like to say. Yeah. Um, it's called "Why Is This a Flyover Movie?" 
Okay. We should do this more often. Yeah. And we should honestly do it at the beginning of every episode. So maybe okay. Great. this is, this is us planning our podcast on the podcast. I love it when we do this towards the end of every episode. And Walter hates it? Question mark. I think he loves it. No, I think he I think... hates it, but we do it anyway. Can you believe that he didn't like Scott Pilgrim versus the world? I just, <sighs> or like, I think we both can believe it, but we're also like, what the hell? I, I th- I'm, I'm not mad. I am disappointed. Yeah. Like, he didn't he didn't say anything whenever I was like, you should have waited to watch it with us. You should have. I almost I literally almost texted him and said, You need to watch it with us. You shouldn't watch it by yourself. Yeah. Because the first time I watched it was with you. So we started mm-hmm. this whole thing. And I I truthfully don't know if I would have watched it by myself ever. Yeah. So Anyway, why is this a flyover film? Chicken isn't vegan. Oh, the chicken isn't vegan. <laughs> Going back to gelato isn't vegan. Oh my gosh, milk and eggs, bitch. Milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> um. Oh, and I, I have to scroll for forever to send Walter the GIF of. This song is called I Am Sad, So Very, Very Sad. <laughs> I just, okay, I want anyone who's still listening to this episode to know that, like, Walter texted us, told us he was going to watch Scott Pilgrim. We were and we were so excited. excited. Stoked. And then he said that he did not like it, although he was interrupted a lot because he and Morgan, his wife, just had a baby. So, so like, there's some grace there. Not a lot, but a, a little bit. So... Not a, not that. a lot. Let's be clear. Not, not a lot. Not for uh, the only the most influential movie of the last three decades. And Isaac sent a ton of Scott Pilgrim gifts, just talking about like how upset he was. That are in that. The, that are in themselves, just like masterful scenes. They're Him jumping out of funny. the window. Yeah, they're all really funny, and it's kind of amazing that he that Isaac found all these gifts anyway. They're just in the gift map. Anyway, um, why is this a film? Why is this a flower film? I'll let you, let's go one at a time. You start. Okay. Well, I think it, it hits on a lot of things that are very evident and today still and very much still things that women deal with, especially in flyover country. Like, I think living in a very, very conservative state, women are often not given the same opportunities. Uh, they're spoken to in similar ways that Hart speaks to the women in this movie. So I think that's that's a theme that plays out today in Flyover Country. So good. I'll go next. Um, the office life, we all got to do boring stuff every day, most of us. It's a big theme. We're all just regular people. People like us, you know? People like us. Yep. Yep. Uh, so my next one, are we going to keep going until one of us can't think of one? Yeah. Okay, great. My next one is similar to that. Again, it goes back to women of just like, it's the three main women in this all have, have different lives, different, very different lifestyles, right? Like Dorley is married. Uh, Violet is a widow with four kids and Judy is a divorcee and, and you can, find all of those women in flyover country so there's that yep yep 
Um, let's see. Let's see. I know there were there were several that I thought of. Um, I I I don't want to go back to it just for the sake of talking about uh weed again, but people have always smoked a lot of weed and like especially in the south even though it is really stigmatized Mm -hmm. and in this movie they're kind of like yeah let's light up and Mm -hmm. i feel like that was kind of rare for the time too yeah i agree with you yeah well and especially arkansas has legalized it for recreational use recently right no no you can get it medicinally but it lost at the at the state oh. ballot it was up it was it up was and up. um did missouri pass some flyover state did pass it recently i can't remember which one it was i'd be surprised if it was missouri i but would be too but crazier also, things have happened yeah like the state of missouri existing <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> that was i'm sorry and I'm everyone sorry. in it and everyone in it. No, that's not true. One of my best friends is from Missouri. 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 Mizzou. Does she call it Missouri? I don't think so. Okay. It's Aaron. I mean. Yeah. You so. mean A. Aaron? A. Aaron. <laughs> Erin. Um, last one for me. Oh wait, no, it was your turn. Sorry. It's my turn. Yep. Ooh. It's got a country star in it, so that's mine. There you go. <laughs> Working nine to five. five. What a way to make a living. Dun, 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 dun. Also, I didn't say this earlier. I don't think we talked about it. Dolly Parton tapped her acrylic nails on the desk, and that's how she developed the beat to that song. The dun-dun-dun, that part? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Dang. She's so cool. Yeah. Dang. All right, what's your last one? Um, I don't have one. But we should do one every time we do a movie from now on. No, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, do you want to, you know, I have some time. We could we could book a couple more hours to talking bad about Walter. Okay. And great. not in not liking Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. Do we want to talk about we well, you you can cut this if you want to. Uh Guardians three? Guardians three. Um, I talked to my neighbor. He came over tonight and he was like, I knew that he had gone he had taken his kids to see Guardians three. And um I was like did your kids like are they okay and he's like my youngest one's pretty pretty upset (laughs) i was like oh no (laughs) oh no yeah without doing a full episode on it or anything because i don't think either one of us want to do i mean we could and this is if we're going to do one over a marvel movie it would be this one i think for both of us is that safe to say yeah for sure i don't think we're going to but it genuinely was a good film. Great movie. Yeah. Had a it was fun. It was sad. It made you feel all the feels. Uh Chris Pratt's best acting question mark? I was I was really blown away by like I I don't I don't think we've ever talked about Chris Pratt 
because I know that he's lost a bunch of like social, yeah. um, what do you call it? Juice, so to speak, mm-hmm. even though he's making so much money, it's not even funny. Um, yeah. So it doesn't really matter to him. I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Care for him or not. This he's really good in this movie. And honestly, like I left this movie thinking I'd really like to see him as like the elder statesman of the MCU in like mm-hmm. 10 years, you know, okay. like, yeah. I, like I, I was like, dang, I can see it now because mm-hmm. he like has an arc mm-hmm. and it kind of reflects his social standing in real life in a weird way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Thought it was good. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, it makes me more excited for DC. Yep. With James Gunn in charge. So anyway. It puts Marvel in a really weird spot. It does. Because it really does. If the the Marvels is not good, people uh, are gonna be like, Well, it's over because James Gunn was the last hope they had and he's gone. Yeah. I really want the Marvels to be good. Yep. For lots of reasons. All of them are related to women, and I'm fine with that being why mm-hmm. I want it to be good. But anyway, um, yeah, we both really enjoyed Guardians. Yep. So, um, yeah, it was good. It was really good. A lot of fun. I, best best movie since Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Definitely... Like it is, it, and I, that's what I told Alan, my neighbor. I was like, "This is gonna be your kids' watership down because watership down like traumatized tons of kids <laughs> in the '80s or '90s or whenever it came out." Mm-hmm. And uh, this is their watership down because they went in and they are gonna be scarred forever. It was so good and yet really so upsetting. sad and yeah, so. Uh, any final thoughts on Guardians or 9 to 5? Um, 9 to 5 is great. I'm glad we watched it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I, yeah, yeah. I'm always, because of who I am as a person, I'm always hesitant to be like, hey, these are some of my favorite movies. You should watch them because I feel like if someone doesn't like it, that means they don't like me, which is not at all rational or logical, mm-hmm. but it is how I feel. Well, so you should do that. it more often because I've done I've made you do it quite a bit. And so you have like not only have you earned it, but you know, like Yeah. You should you should. But and we, we're doing a bunch of Clement family staples this year. We've done we've done a couple and mm-hmm. we're gonna do another one with the sandlot later this year. So yep. I'm excited about that. You what play ball I- like a girl. <laughs> One of our next episode is going to be Lady Bird, which is one of my favorite movies that yep. I think I suggested we do. Yes. So I'm excited about that. It's a good call. Um, Three of a four girl boss run. Yeah. Thelma honestly. and Louise, nine to five, Lady Bird, and Yellow Jackets season two. Man, oh my gosh, Yellow Jackets season two has been crazy i should probably go back and take notes i have not i haven't even thought about that i'll cross that bridge in a little bit not i have i haven't told you about what me and jess are thinking about it right now right no we have not talked about it should okay. we wait to talk about it until we actually record it i think we should I because i i like i'll come with a very 
I'll be a little bit contrarian. That's all I'm going to say. What's new? But not, but not like, I'm, I'm not going to be antagonistic. Kidding. I'm you know. kidding. No, 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 you're right. What is new? <laughs> what is new? Nothing's new. I said it on this podcast, nothing's new under the sun. That's so true. So, yeah. And then, yeah, we've got Ladybird in two weeks, Yellow Jackets in four weeks, and then in six weeks, we've got Across the Spider-Verse. Hells, yeah. Hells, yeah. So, I can't wait to see that. Whip. 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 (laughs) How long are we going to go? Whip. Whip. How, How many more people need to get hurt? One? Two, two, three, three, four. Let me finish. Let me finish. Five, five. six. <laughs> um, dude, I'm me, excited for the summer of movies. The summer's gonna be great. Are you yeah. excited to go see 40X Oppenheimer and get radiation poisoning? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I've been making that joke to everyone, and it like never doesn't make me laugh. Does it land with everyone There's else a- though? There's a blank check episode where they went to see Justice League, not the Zack Snyder, um, but like Justice League when it first came out and it was really uh-huh. bad. Mm-hmm. And how they like they saw it in 40X and there was like water spraying on them and stuff. And they started making 40X jokes about like smelling smelling gas in the like whenever there are explosions oh, <laughs> and, like no. getting your eyebrows singed and smelling <laughs> the smelling the garbage on the streets of gotham and i was i think i was running when i was listening to that episode and i stopped because i was like crying laughing. <laughs> you know i hope that someday someone is running Ooh. while listening to one of our episodes and has to stop because they're crying from laughing so hard that's the that's the dream that's all that's all I want to hear. That's all I want to hear. So if you've done that, please let us know and then we'll yeah. stop. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah. For real, for real. But you have to be able to so. verify it. Like we're not gonna stop just right. You have to because you're it. making us stop. Picks where so. it didn't happen, you know. Exactly. Anyway, Ladybird's next. We've got a really fun lineup of summer movies coming out, and I cannot wait to talk about them with you. Mm-hmm. And possibly Walter. i mean when are we gonna see walter again um walter's fired oh oh yeah because he hates scott pilgrim yeah also he no. posted on instagram today that he's he's done with paternity leave so i mean okay and yeah. yet here we are without him haven't heard from him freaking since he freaking talked ho. talked bad about scott pilgrim is he even alive? I guess he is because he's posting on Instagram. But is he? I think he's shooting weddings. That's kind of crazy. That is crazy. Um. Thank you for listening. Yeah, let's wrap we, this up. We we yeah we should wrap it up. Um, it's, it's quitting time. It's quitting time. It is five o'clock. It I'm is not working past past the dot. Those yeah. were simpler times when you think about it, though, because now like I can't usually leave work before five work. o'clock. So yeah. Um, well, most people. I mean, I I can do my work at home. It's true. Like I can do notes at home. I can see clients at virtually. I am not seeing any clients in my my home. Yeah, virtually. Virtually, I can do yeah. clients from home. But yeah, you could. I mean, it's always with you. Anyway, simpler times. Simpler times. Um, thank you for listening. We love Walter. Uh, he didn't record this episode or edit it, but uh, we hope he comes back soon. 
Um, we hope baby is okay and Morgan's good. Um, this, oh, dang it, nope. This episode was produced by me, Isaac Sims. Uh, just dropped the files in to where there's music and it's very sophisticated. Our art, that's where I was trying. I was banding. I, was like, yeah. I forgot. I was like, where am I going? Uh, our art is by Macy Lummis. Our theme song is by Corden Jocks. They're both totally rad. Check them out. They're little rock artists. Our next episode is Ladybird. Call me Ladybird. Call me Ladybird. What does she say to Timothy Chalamet? Um, after they have I don't sex. know, but I'll tell you in two weeks. So funny. She says, uh, we <laughs> like soiled, our, not soiled ourselves. Uh, and he just like looks at us. He's so funny in that movie. He's so funny. He's the worst in that movie. And we will see you in two weeks. And we're wrapping it up there. Dun 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 dun